This is the High School Football America podcast for October the 10th, 2022. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability, faster speed than huddle sideline, plus GameStrat has awesome customer service, along with different plans priced right for every coach's budget. And if you call up for a demo, make sure you mention High School Football America to get a little deeper discount. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Well, it's time to see what's cooking in the national championship chase. And I can tell you this, after Friday night's big win over St. John Bosco, Modern Day is in control of its uh, chase for a fourth High School Football America National Championship in the last six years. The preseason number one Monarchs came up with a 17-7 defeat of the former number two team in the High School Football America 300 powered by NFL Play Football. It was a dandy game. It lived up to the hype. And now, modern day, if it's able to run the table and win a California Open Division title, well, the national crown will stay in Santa Ana. However... (laughs) <laughs> and we're going to talk to Bruce Rollinson, the head coach at Modern Day, in just a, a couple of minutes here on the podcast. There is a lot, there are a lot of hurdles still in front of the Monarchs, who are uh, just right now looking pretty darn good. But again, uh, this could be a trap game, and, and Bruce Rollinson's going to talk about that coming up because this week they play number 87 Orange Lutheran in the Trinity League. And then after that, they've got number 91, Santa Margarita, on October 21st. And then they close out the regular season against longtime arch-rival Servite. Servite down a little bit this year, but again, it's a a rivalry game, and anything can happen. Now, after that, Modern Day will head into the uber-tough CIF Southern Division, uh, Southern Section Division I playoff field. That's going to be chock-full of top 100 teams as well. And don't forget, there's also good chance that there will be a part two of modern day St. John Bosco, um, maybe in the championship round of the uh, CIF Southern Section Division I playoffs. The championship game is set for the Rose Bowl. How cool will that be if uh, both teams make it there? Uh, For those of you that don't know, and Bruce will talk about this in a little bit coming up, uh, the the game on Friday night, which was played before about 9,000 in the Santa Ana Bowl, home game for modern day, they were talking talking about it, putting it at the home of the uh, Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers, SoFi Stadium. But instead, they got the intimate crowd there, and boy, that was a raucous, raucous atmosphere as uh, Modern Day walked away with a 17-7 to victory. Now, if uh, we're just going to kind of go through the map, that road that Modern Day has to a national championship. If they win the Southern Section title in Division One, they're going to go to the Open Division Championship game. Likely opponent there would be either uh, a Sarah from San Mateo or Folsom. Uh, those two teams right now in the latest High School Football America 300, ranked number 45 and 46. Uh, Modern Day has one of the toughest schedules in the nation, and if they close out with all those teams I just mentioned there, uh, that will really take their strength of schedule up. Now, Bosco's dreams of a second High School Football America national title, they're still alive, but the Braves are going to need a lot of help, and uh, and then a win, of course, against Modern Day and a possible rematch in the uh, Southern Section playoffs. Uh, The Braves dropping from number two, uh, a position they held all year long, to number 
five in the latest national rankings that are powered by NFL Play Football. Now, who are some of the other people, other teams that are in the in the mix for a possible national championship should modern day fall? You've got Buford from Georgia. They're the new number two team. They move up a notch after Bosco loses. The Wolves have won three straight Georgia State titles, and they're going to test that ranking, that new ranking, this Friday against number 20 Mill Creek. That'll be a huge regional game for the two teams. Uh, Buford, quite the story, uh, started out as a very small school, and now they're playing in the largest classification first year in 7A for the Wolves. They've won state championships in every classification they've played in. Never been done in Georgia, and I got to think as I go through things, it maybe hasn't happened anywhere in America. So uh, Buford Mill Creek, 2 versus 20 this week. Remember, you can always keep up with all of the action across America. High School Football America has partnered with ScoreStream for the last seven years. We have live, real-time scoreboards that will keep you up to date with every game in the nation. There's about seven to 75, 7,000 to 7,500 games on any given Friday night, and we always have them clicking off for you on our state-by-state real-time scoreboards. Okay, so you've got Buford at number two. Then you have Maryland St. Francis Academy at number three. They inch up from number four from last week. They're number three this week. The Panthers are 5-0, and oh, but they only have four regular season games left. And they also have, you know, a, a possible Geico State Champions Bowl game. So, what does that mean? Well, that means that, you know, they're they're possibly going to close out with only 10 games. But those wins they've picked up all on the road have been, been against nationally ranked teams. So that strength of schedule is strong, but it's going to drop a little bit now. Uh, they're going to be highly favored in the remaining, uh, the next three regular season games. Uh, they've got Maryland's Arundel uh, on October the 28th. Then they play Connecticut St. Thomas Moore, uh, which has some uh, post-grad athletes on it, and uh, Canada's Clarkson North on the 11th of November. Now they do close out with that dandy of private school matchups when they take on IMG Academy in Florida, IMG winning the uh, 2020 National Championship. They're currently number 14 in the High School Football America 300. Uh, That game you can watch on Flow Football, produced by Prep Iron Logistics, so that will be a, a, a dandy ball game then. But you know, again, St. Francis Academy in the mix, but they don't have that opportunity to play for a state championship as they uh, a couple of years ago after that whole uh, debacle, I would say, in, in the MIAA in Maryland where they, they left the league to play a national schedule, now don't have a chance to play for really a true championship of any sort. So their championship game may be that showdown with IMG and possibly uh, a date in the Geico State Champions Bowl game against uh, one of the teams that uh, does uh, one of the states, excuse me, that does choose to play in the Geico State Champions Bowl. At number four is Miami Central. Uh, impressive last weekend. A 42-7 win over arch-rival Miami Northwestern before a sellout crowd there in South Florida. Uh, the Rockets' big next, next big test will be in two weeks when they face number 24, Miami Columbus Central already owns a victory in the season opener against IMG. So they're right there again. You've got these, you know, monarch the monarchs of modern day control their destiny. If they win out, they will be the national champs. There's no doubt about that. But 
You've got, you know, three teams there that are uh, right, right in the mix. And again, uh, just to round things out, we said it earlier, Bosco falls from number two to number five. There are seven new faces in the top 300 this week, along with two teams that re-enter the national rankings. Warren Central of Indiana uh, re-enters at 246 after beating Carmel and uh, Christ Presbyterian Academy out of Tennessee, otherwise known as CPA, uh, coached by former NFL quarterback Ingle Martin, is ranked number 270. This week they fell out the week prior, but they're back in after snapping Oakland. Oakland came into the game uh, number 29 in the high school football America 300. The two times 6A champs were beaten by CPA, and that snapped Oakland's. 36-game win streak. The new teams in the top 300, uh, starting at the highest uh, entrant, it's uh, Turlings Catholic from Louisiana at 194. At 230, Houston County from Georgia. At 232, Madison from San Diego, California. At 276, Prince Avenue Christian after upsetting McCauley from Tennessee last week. At 296, it's Centennial High School from Burleson, Texas. Uh, Clinton from Mississippi comes in at 297, and Gainesville from Georgia checks in at number 300. You can check out all 300 teams uh, in the uh, High School Football America 300, powered by NFL Play Football, by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. And as promised, we're going to now uh, journey out to Southern California and talk with Bruce Rollinson, the head coach of Modern Day, the three-time national champs in the last five years, and right now sitting pretty as they look for number four. Heading to Southern California and the voice that you'll all know from years and years on High School Football America's podcast, Bruce Rollinson of the number one ranked Modern Day Monarchs after a huge 17-7 win Friday night against number two St. John Bosco. And coach, I, I know you've been doing a lot of these interviews, but thanks for taking some time because you're a busy man to talk about it. A- another top spot for the Monarchs going into the second half of the season. Well, I appreciate it, Jeff. Um, you know, it, it was a it was a great game. Um, you know, it, it matched all the pregame hype. Uh, you know, there there was this whole speculation that the game would get moved to SoFi Stadium. I think you're aware of that. Yep. Uh, I was not involved in that, but I'll tell you a funny story when. You know, when I was approached, I said, look, you guys, to me, it's financial. Make a decision. Just tell me where we're playing and where to bring my team. That's always been my philosophy. Um, They finally came to me and said, okay, you know, we're going to the bowl. I went to my football team uh, and said, okay, you know, you heard about SoFi. Uh, we're playing at the bowl. They all stood up and cheered. So, you know, I, I went, all right, well, you know, that, you know, I got a happy team and not a disappointed team. And, and, and it was uh, Monarch Nation, you know, showed their best foot forward Friday night. And, and, you know, the Bosco side was full. There was 9,000 plus in the house. 
and they got their ticket value money's worth uh, with a great game by two great football teams. No doubt about that, Coach. What, what, you know, you've done this a million and one times over the last ten years. It seems like with with Bosco, but but here's the beauty of high school football, right? It's not like you have JT Daniels ten years ago playing now, right? Because you've got kids coming in and out as they graduate. So, uh, how, how do you constantly get the kids to understand that the hype is the hype and it's going to be there no matter? Or what, but it doesn't matter till we go strap up the chin strap and go at each other. What What are your words of wisdom to these young men? Well, you know what? When what the way we built our model is is we try to get the top youth players to be interested in this great high school, and then we develop them, and they have to trust the process and. What we do is we, you know, because they're, they're, they're young, they're talented, we suit them up. And, you know, we played a true freshman uh, as a nickelback. Um, you know, in other games this year, we've had freshmen play a lot. So they get a taste of what it's all about. And, and you know, you, you talk about big games, you lead them up, but, but there's no substitute to being in a big game. Now, where I got lucky, we went out to Bishop Gorman, and it was rocking out there. I mean, they thought this is their year, and they're a very talented football team, and they gave us all we could handle. We had to come back in the fourth quarter and win it at the three-minute mark with a field goal. But now they had a taste of what I'm talking about. Corona Centennial, um, you know, we turned around and went out there. Again, you know, uh, 8,000 to 10,000 uh, people ringing the field, three deep standing. So they got a taste there. So it wasn't our first rodeo Friday night, but – you know, you also add the element of a well-coached St. John Bosco football team. Um, and then it's it, it comes down to, to execution. And you guys executed better. Bruce Rollinson on the line for us right now. Uh, number one in the nation. They were there preseason. They've won three of our five last national championships, going for four out of six. You can control your destin- destiny. And one of the things that I don't know we've ever talked about, Bruce, when we talk about the Bosco rivalry, is the respect. I, we've talked about the respect you have for Jason Negro, the head coach there. Yes. But I think one of the beautiful things that you can see, and I was not there for the first time in a while uh, on Friday night, but after the game is over as tooth and nail as you went at each other I always love the way you guys come together there is so much respect here can you talk a little bit about the respect between the programs that that transcends wins and losses and x's x's and o's I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because you know they're, they're still high school football players Jeff and and the 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 ironic thing is a lot of these kids are on the same competition passing league team, you know, because most of these guys play at an elite level in the passing league circuit and they play together. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of them, uh, uh, most of them 
have played for some of the top unlimited teams here in Southern California, and they've been playing either with each other or against each other since the fifth and sixth grade. Their parents know each other. They tailgate together, and it's a healthy rivalry. And at the end of the night, I love what you say. They were hugging each other. They were, uh, you know, there was a tremendous respect for each other. So, um it, 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 you for 48 minutes, yeah, let's get after each other. And then, you know, in the post uh, game celebration, let's hug each other. Yeah. No, it's something that I've, I've enjoyed since 2012 when I moved out there. And again, I, I'm not sure what I expected uh, when, when two heated rivals go at each other, but what I saw was a, a pure thing of amateurism and athleticism and student athletes and all those other good words. Bruce Rollinson on the line, uh, breaking down a little bit of what happened Friday night, 17-7 win, keeps them in control of their own destiny. Bruce, you, you mentioned um, the, the youth you had on the field last night, and you've had this youth for a long time, meaning you've been playing a lot of young kids, I think, since Trish and I moved out to Laguna Beach yeah. and saw yeah. that. Um, I, I don't know if that was something that was in your MO when you were a younger dude, but my question is this, was that team, and I'm trying to think, it was the Tommy Brown team and JT and all, did, did that change your mindset on how you go about building a program with these youngsters that you do bring in at an early age. Like you said, you're selling the school, but but when did your mindset change on the ability to play young men that can perform under tough, tough circumstances? Well, it, it you know, in the 90s, um, we would bring the top freshmen up for the playoffs. They played their 10-game freshman together season, but then we would cherry-pick the top guys. I remember, you know, we had Grudy Good, we had uh, Kevin Mitchell, um, and they came up and and immediately had an impact in special teams. Uh, you know, even as players, as as uh, you know, re- replacement or or sub players. I didn't care. Best players play. That's mm-hmm. always been my mo. And then, you know, as you watched, I think, you know, the, the, the training and the, and the unlimited football where they've played at a high level as, as youth players allows them to be more prepared as they come in as 10th graders. So if you keep the same philosophy and, you, and you're not afraid to, to put these kids in, because sometimes ignorance is bliss, you know. <laughs> They they don't understand that uh, we're playing you know the number one ranked team or or it's one versus one or you know whatever you want to say they just go out and have fun you know the kids that have more pressure are the kids the seniors that you know they know that every college coach in the nation is watching this game I mean they know that. I mean, we had so many universities represented with Lincoln Riley himself at the game. Uh, they have the pressure. The young kids, they just fly around and don't know the difference. They just want to do something special. So you blend all that together, and and the next thing you know, you're, you're, you're getting this talent developed. Um, but we are a young football team, Jeff, and, and 
it's very interesting when you break us down. You know, we only have two senior starters on defense. I mean, a lot of those kids that went off Friday night are sophomores and juniors. Uh, the same thing on the offensive side, you know, but yet the proof in the pudding. This, the, my starting center, B.J. Tolo, has started since he was a freshman, two years at guard, two years at center. So, you know, it, it, it's, you know, my, my, my job is to put the best product available on the field on any given Friday night. Number one in the nation last year, going for two in a row, four and six. Uh, I guess that says it all, Bruce. A couple more questions before I let you go here. Sure. Um, and I know we always talk about this, but, you know, all of my colleagues in the media, you know, well, what do you think, Jeff? What do you think? And I always say one thing because I've gotten to know you pretty well, and Jason as well. I said, but here's the thing. I think that early in the game, if you see modern day run the football, and then they're like, no, 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 this is going to be a 50-48 shootout. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> if modern day can run the football, you're going to you're gonna see modern day possibly come away with a victory. You guys did handle the line of scrimmage and all that, and, and, and here's what I always ask you, and I'm going to let you riff on it. You talked about your center already. You love your little piggies up front there. That's, that, yeah. that's kind of the heart and soul of it, and, and they've carried you a lot of championships. Talk about this O-line this year and how good it is and how good it might be by the end of the season. Well, it, it, you know, when we went into this football game, you know, the, we we told our defense, you have to stop the run first. And and we got a heavy dose of their running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we did an adequate job of stopping the run. Um, and that included Pierce Clarkson, the quarterback, who's, who's, you know, a tremendous dual threat guy. On the other side of the ball, we we've said, okay, we have to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, but we felt that our offensive line, even though they're young with three juniors up front, they also, there's, there's, they started, you know, everybody makes a big deal about Elijah being 24 and oh, well, so is DeAndre Carter. So is Brandon Baker, <laughs> you know, Wheela, uh, the sophomore at, at right guard, um, uh, Toey, uh, he's only a 10th grader. Um, and, and so they're all undefeated and, and they, and they, they play like that. But, you know, we, we've always taken pride in, in our offense and defensive lines. And, and if, you know, if you really were watching the game, uh, the defensive line was, was stellar. Zeus Venegas had a phenomenal night on the defensive side. And then, you know, it, it, you go to DeAndre Carter at left tackle. You know, he's 6'5", 320. Uh, Wheeler at left guard. He's, you know, 6'3", 330. B.J. Tolo, the, the, the stalwart in the middle, uh, who who is a four-year starter. Uh, you know, he's six two and a half, and he weighs 330. Uh, the right guard, Brandon Baker, a uh, highly recruited kid at 6'5", 310. And then, at, uh, excuse me, at right guard is uh, Lipe Moala, who's 6'7", uh, and he goes 330. And then the right tackle, Brandon Baker, uh, 6'5", and, and, and 310. Uh, they, they have the knack. They like to be physical. 
my uh, uh, my offensive line coaches uh, Manoa Pau uh, and and Colin Holmes. You remember that name? Mm-hmm. Colin's back with me. Um, you know, an All American at USC and 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 played in the Bigs for five or six years with with uh, uh, the Colts. Uh, they do a tremendous job in preparation, and 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 we get off the ball. They understand the concepts, and 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 then you turn loose. I mean, I'm blessed. I have three tailbacks. One of them a little banged up. Ajon Bryant. He had a few carries and almost squirted loose on one. And then I I have a uh, the one transfer we have uh, a junior Nate Frazier. Nate's a ten seven hundred meters kid. Uh, and then the, then the big guy, Jordy Davison, who had 22 carries for 130-some-odd yards. Uh, Jordy is, is only a 10th grader, and, and we mixed it up a, a well. Um, and we threw the ball successfully with Elijah. Wrestler had a, John, uh, Jack Wrestler had a great game. Uh, they had Jordy, the, the, uh, uh, Anove, they had him locked down pretty good. Uh, we got a young sophomore at wide receiver, Marcus Harris. Uh, Marcus has a big catch uh, in the late third quarter, early fourth quarter that set up the field goal that put us to 10-7. Uh, but that, that'll end Elijah had time, and they were bringing everybody. Um, but you can't say enough about the fortitude and, and the performance by both of our lines, but especially our offensive line, Jeff, I was I was very proud of them, and we challenged them. Yeah. We told them, you know, we are going to have to mix the run with the pass. You know, we have, we like to throw the football, and then we're going to continue to throw the football, but we're also going to give you a heavy dose of three good backs. <laughs> yeah, and you did that, Bruce Rollinson on the line here. Hey, you know, we talked special teams uh, through the years, but we've never talked specifically about a field goal kicker, a young man that went into a raucous atmosphere there in Gorman and kicked a big one and, and kicked the one that ended up really being the game winner, right? As, uh, Davison got the, the big run at the end. But t- tell me a little bit about this field goal kicker that you have there that, uh, that's got a couple of windows under his belt in that, that undefeated start. <laughs> Andre Medina, my soccer player that we found, uh, he, he approached me. Uh, in in before we went to spring ball last year and 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 he you know he he had banged around the soccer fields for three years he still plays club soccer although that's on hold right now but he said I can kick and and it's one of those rare years that we didn't have uh, the kicker in the stable. Um, Andre started working his craft, and the next thing you know, I mean, I'm not kidding you, Jeff. I'll give your audience a great story. You know, we're at the three-minute mark against Gorman, and we're driving, and we stall out, and then we get a penalty, and then, you know, I'm doing the math, and I'm going, oh, boy. (laughs) So I, as he came by, I said, Andre, just go have fun. And he had this big smile on his face. I don't think he had any idea of the magnitude of the kick he was about to uh, unload. So, boom, he kicks the first one and and right through the uprights, and they had jumped off sides. And I'm just going, uh-oh, because you know as well as I do, when you get have to reload and kick again because the math didn't work to put the offense back out. Mm-hmm. 
So I said, all right, son, you know, reload it. And he was true right down the middle. And I'm not kidding you, Jeff. You know, for a kid in that big of a game to have to kick it twice and drill them both, um, I said, all right, you know, I guess he's got ice water in his veins. Uh, So I had pretty, you know, some good confidence in him. Uh, They brought everybody and, and, you know, as hard as they could come on the block and he didn't flinch, boom, right through. And now it's 10-7. Momentum is in our camp and we're playing great defense at the time. So, you know, and then Jordy popped loose at the end to ice it. Yeah, and uh, we're we're taping this on Monday. It'll run Monday night. Uh, you know, as we always say, it's a gauntlet in the Trinity League. You have this huge win. You have let's see, uh, uh, Olu next. They're what number eighty seven in our national rankings. You got Santa Margarita coming up there ninety two ish, I think. And then you've got the arch rival Servite, which is having a down year, but it's an arch rival game. What what are you yep. doing this week specifically today on Monday to say to the kids, Hey, Friday is done. I don't care how many highlights you want to watch or a replay you want to watch, it's done. (laughs) Well, here's the interesting thing. It's also homecoming this week. And Modern Day does a tremendous job for the entire student body to generate excitement. And they have free dress and spirit dress. And we have a massive rally Friday. Then you've got the dance Sunday night. So I got 900 distractions. We do our (laughs) senior introductions at the game Friday night. But what I'm going to remind them of, Jeff, is we we were not ourselves when we opened league play. Let's face it. They were looking ahead to Bosco. We played Jay Sarah, a quality football team, well-coached football team, and and we struggled. Uh, And there's going to be my example. I'm going to say, look, you know, any given time, I've always believed this in the Trinity League, any, any team can beat the other on any given Friday night. So, you know, this is a trap game. You better have great practices. But then you deal with all the high school stuff. Yeah, we're banged up a few guys. You know, we're going to have to get treatment to get ready to go for Friday night. And then you got the normal flu bug that's flying around through through the team. So, you know, we just try to go out and, and emphasize. We We've been talking to the kids since we started camp well, we have a saying okay every play every period every practice to be prepared for the game and we're going back to that that's our point of emphasis great plays in practice great periods in practice forget about friday night because as happy as and as high you were on friday night if you dump this thing it, it's going to be the total opposite so <laughs> we'll have them ready yeah i have no doubt about that last two questions i'm not sure which order i want to take it in i'll just go with my brain uh i think dan albano from uh the oc register wrote something or tweeted something where it said uh, that r word that nasty r word is not in your vocabulary <laughs> um any truth to that <laughs> no, I, I don't know why. I I actually told Albano, well, you know, I'm going to coach next year. I mean, I, I fully intend to coach the 23 Monarchs. Uh, I want to, you know, I, I feel good. Yeah. And, and that's all I can tell you. I feel good. I feel, you know, like this is what the Lord intended me to do. And, and you know, you step on a field for like Friday night, and you, you have to stop and say, really, I want to give this up? <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 it's what I do. And, and you know, if I'm, I'm capable of doing it, then let's go. I have full support of my administration. 
they're behind me 110%. And, and so, you know, we, but, but, you know, I, I, to me, it's, you know, Orange Lutheran. That's all I'm concentrating I know on. That. I and, know. and that's my job. Well, what, what about those grandkids, though? You may want to coach them at some point here. I mean, yeah, you know, this that R word may stay away for a long time. Anyway, last question for you, Coach. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and I know this. Yeah, we, we joked about this off the phone. But, uh, you know, you and Jason generally know you're going to play twice a year. And that's probably the case again this year. Maybe at the Rose Bowl. I hear that that's where they're moving the D1 championship to. How much did you all sandbag? <laughs> in the play calling and the scheming for Friday night. You no, know, no, you may have a part two. It's a great question, and and it, both of us, you know, we want to win, and 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 you know, I, I don't think he held anything back. I, I didn't hold anything back. Um, you know, because you want to put yourself in a situation if we can to be the number one seed in Division One. Um, and then take the playoffs as they come. Um, you, you know, you've got Corona Centennial out there beating up on everybody. Uh, there's other teams that are, are, are right there in the thick of the hunt. But again, we have three games left in the season, and that's where the focus will be. I know, I know. I just had to ask that. Right now, you're no, control- I know. Yeah, I you know. run. You know, you run the table. I'll be happy to. Uh, I'm, I'm coming out there. We're coming out in uh, March for a little vacation at Laguna Beach, and I'm going to come out with the not only this year's championship. Uh, we're putting together a nice little 10th anniversary uh, championship trophy for uh, for all the 10 years of our algorithm. So I've got three balls right now. I owe you maybe a fourth. We'll have to see. But Bruce, always appreciate you taking the time to spend it with uh, with me we appreciate what you do for the kids we appreciate uh, your program and and everything else so thanks for taking the time and uh you know go go get them on friday night and keep it rolling well you know jeff you're you're sitting there telling me how much you appreciate me and 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 the, the same holds true for football america and and what you do for high school athletics across the nation and and you know, we don't celebrate greatness as much as we should. And, and what your people and you do is celebrate greatness and you spread the wealth and, and honor the, the great game of high school football. And I appreciate that. Thank you for the kind words. Appreciate it, Coach. Again, that's Bruce Rollinson of Modern Day, number one in the nation in the High School Football America 300. This week they've got number 87, Orange Lutheran, as they try to run the table and win another national championship from High School Football America. It would be their fourth in the last six years. Again, check out the entire High School Football America 300 powered by NFL Play Football by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. And throughout the week, if you want to see where your favorite team is playing this weekend, make sure you check out our state-by-state scoreboards powered by ScoreStream. And again, all of that at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. And that's today's High School Football America podcast powered by NFL Play Football. Learn more by going to PlayFootball.NFL.com. I'm Jeff Fisher.